Hello and welcome back to the podcast Discipleship in Challenging Times. We're continuing with some reflections in Matthew's Gospel and more narrowly we're continuing with some reflections on the Sermon on the Mount. And today we come to Matthew chapter 5 verse 43 to 48 and the powerful challenge to love our enemies. Certainly we're going to need God's help as we seek to grow in understanding and especially to grow in our practice of love. So let's come to God in prayer and ask for that help now. Come, Holy Spirit, we pray. God of love, come to us in all your grace and mercy and in all your power. Speak to us through your word, help us to let it into our lives and then, O Lord, help us to live it out. These are challenging words. We always need your spirit in understanding and in application. But we especially sense our need of him today. So once again we ask, come Holy Spirit, and we pray in Jesus' name, Amen. So Matthew 5 and beginning at verse 43. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbour and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good, and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet your, only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. These are some of the most challenging words of Scripture. And what I want to do is root them in the context of God's amazing love for us. So before applying this to our own lives in terms of living it out, let's reflect on how God loves us. Because we're not challenged to do this in a vacuum, we're challenged to do this in the context of the wonderful gospel story. Specifically, we can say that the Father loves his enemies. God's great love is to all. Is he a God who judges? Yes, he is. But he is a God who loves over and over. We see that Jesus, the Son of God, loves his enemies, that Jesus fulfills his own words perfectly, dying even for those who conspire against him. We remember 
Jesus' words of forgiveness from the cross, Luke 23, verse 34, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Jesus loved his enemies. Jesus prayed for those who persecuted him. So the Father loves his enemies. Jesus loves his enemies. Jesus loves us. Because naturally we are enemies of God. Passages like Romans 5 puts this very plainly. Going back to the cross, we can ask the question with the older preacher, A.W. Tozer, who put Jesus on the cross? And his answer in the book of that name is that it wasn't just the Jewish leaders, that it wasn't just the Romans, but it was us. Our sin, our rebellion put Jesus on the cross. The Father, Jesus, God loves his enemies. God loves us. God has reached out to us, sinful, rebellious people, and he has enfolded us in his love. This is very sobering, but it's also wonderfully encouraging, wonderfully liberating, and we can take a moment to really take this on board. God loves us. But we also need the challenge which flows out from it. We are called to walk the way of Jesus. We are called to love enemies following the example of our God. Two quick pointers as to what this might mean. Firstly, it means when we're under pressure, not repaying evil for evil. An old church secretary once said to me, the innocent can become the guilty. And it was in the context of a situation where we were under great pressure in church life. There were unjust allegations and it was very easy to hit back. But the call, the challenge is not to repay evil for evil, but to repay evil for good. To love our enemies in the power of the Holy Spirit. Then secondly, we might think of practical ways we could bless our enemies, a gift, an act of kindness, a word that is said on their behalf. Does that mean that we are simply turning into doormats who are trampled over by all and sundry? Not so, because in fact, loving others who are not loving us is a form of resistance to the world's ways. We are essentially saying, I'm not going to be dragged down to your level. I am going to live differently. And what happens sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes when we repay evil with good, when we love those who are our enemies, their lives turn around. They see something different in us and God glorifies his name, not in judgment on that occasion, but in mercy. And he uses us to lead people to repentance and a new way of life. As I said, that doesn't happen all the time, at least certainly not in my experience. Sometimes you love those who strongly dislike you and it seems to make no difference. 
Indeed, sometimes it can even stoke the hatred. If we walk the way of Jesus, we can expect to have the reactions that Jesus had. He was deeply attractive to some and he led some to repentance, but with others their hearts were hardened against him. We need to be ready for this, but we need also to hear the call, the radical call, to love our enemies, for this is nothing less than a call to follow Jesus himself. As we come to prayer and reflection, we ask the question, who is God calling us to love? Lord, as we just reflect on those who are in our orbit, those perhaps in the life of our churches, those in our workplaces, those in our families, those who seem to be against us. Lord, we pray that as an act of resistance, we would love, following the way of Jesus. Help us not to be dragged down to the level of hatred. Rather, help us, as we have thought today, to repay evil, not with more evil, but with good. To love where there is hatred. As we do that, we pray that you will be at work powerfully by the Holy Spirit, not just in our hearts, but in the hearts of others, turning them to repentance and faith. But however you work, O Lord, we want to make the commitment today to love our enemies, even as you have loved us. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.